Good morning. We are back. back. This back. is the dose. We were flashing around for a couple days. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. Flashers, guys. Oh, That's flashbacks. Oh, yeah. Got it. Oh, gotcha. We had to bridge the gap. We had uh, B North in uh, for a couple days, and we couldn't make it through to get back in studio. We're back in studio again with Brian North. He's back again. Welcome He's back again. Yeah, He's got the best microphone right now. His is like the best. his looks legit compared to mine and Jeremy's. Yeah, it even says so. so huh? Yeah, it, it does. It does say it, it's a best. best. Yes, B Ron. Um, <laughs> so yeah, man, welcome back. It's good to have you. Uh, Always good to be here. Let's let's uh, let's kick it into high gears to what is going down in the streets. What we're all experiencing right now. I think the talk of the town is. <laughs> We got laughter, and I love it in the morning. Sorry. Is, <laughs> in the streets. Um, <laughs> is inventory, lack thereof. We don't have any inventory. Lack so, thereof. You know, agents are asking the question, like, well, there's no listings. I can't get it. When Well, we brought on 738 last month as a company, and we are at 494 this month, year to date. There are listings, yep. right? So it's just the approach has to change, right? So let's totally. talk about that. What are you guys seeing on your on your side of the, of the fence on on capturing that that lack of inventory they're talking about yeah first thing you gotta do is fall in love with change gotta yeah. fall in love with change and i mean it's been our business uh, just in the short seven or eight years we've known each other uh i feel like we've been through three or four market cycles and then there's all the intricacies and subcategories that go into those change in market cycle and there will always be no something there's going to be too much inventory too little inventory no buyers no sellers no money no you know i mean there's yeah. always there's there's something gonna be, there's something and so Really, our job, if we want to be successful in this business, is to go find the void in the marketplace and attack there. And if right now the challenge, it is, in fact, low inventory, um, it makes it tough for buyers, especially in that first third of the market where they're you know, competing against cash and uh, investors and you know, different types of financing and all, all of those different things. Uh, and then if you are a listing agent, it's tough to find you know, listings uh, to be able to support your business. So then you've got to be nimble and move to the other side of the other side of the fence. And so, you know, from this perspective, I think going out and finding uh, business, as we all know, the whole contact sport adage has been used forever. But, you know, as the three of but us still is true, it never will change. It doesn't change. Right? I mean, it's uh, it's one of those things I always say he or she who has the most convert real estate conversations in this business wins. Right. You have to have conversations about real estate. And it's one of the more, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to pick on anyone. And this is whoever the listeners is. If out of a hundred conversations that I have in helping somebody individually grow their business, it starts with something like, What do you want to do? And they're like, Well, I don't know, Brian, what should I do? And I'm like, Well, you got to have a lot of real estate conversations. So if you want to close a deal a month, and let's say that open houses is your thing. How many phone numbers and names and phone numbers do you need to get to get a lead? Ah, for every 10 names and phone numbers, I might get one really solid prospect. How many really solid prospects do you need to close a deal? I need four. Great. That means you need to have 40 names and phone numbers. 40? Holy cow. That's a lot of names and phone numbers. Yeah. Well, so what are you going to do to do that besides open houses? Um, <laughs> so are you willing to cold call? No, you know, I'm not really a cold caller. Um, okay. How about door knocking? Oh no, uh, no, no, no. I'm not really a door knocker. It's unsafe out there. I'm not really sure, you know, the market. Okay. Uh, what about networking? Well, right now, you know, uh, networking's kind of shut down for, you know, for social distancing reasons. We've got to do that. Okay. Um, so what do you think? You know, 
What about leads? You want to buy leads? You could buy leads. That's that's a, well, yeah, but that whole follow up call, you know, that just I just doesn't feel great to be like a grindy salesperson. <laughs> okay, and I'm like, well, let's start there. Um, so when you woke up this morning and you looked yourself in the mirror, what did you think you did for a living? <laughs> <laughs> you're a salesperson, whether you like it or not. You're in the business of retail sales. Mm-hmm. It just happens to be a bigger ticket item with a really nice commission percentage attached to it. But if you don't want to be a salesperson, then you got to get out of the business. Yep. And at the end of the day, it is a sales business. And to be able to go drum up new listings or be able to find inventory that doesn't exist, you got to pick up the phone and you got to go have real estate conversations. One of my favorites uh, is to call on expired listings. There aren't a lot of them right now, but I'm not talking about calling the expired listing. I'm talking about calling the agent who had the listing when it expired because that person is still motivated to potentially make a paycheck and they're going to be the fastest path to that person and they have a warm conversation. So call the agent and say, hey, would you like to make a commission on the failed listing that you had? Yes. Can you call that seller and see if they still want to sell? I'd love to show the property. So it's just a far, we get stuck in, I want all of the commission. I want to double side this thing. I'm going to go knock on the door or call. Well, if you don't want to go and knock on the door and you don't want a cold call, call a broker who just lost a deal, an agent who just lost a deal and see if they can bridge the gap back to you and get a showing. We just closed a property at Central and State Avenue in North Central Phoenix on one of these deals where I just picked up the phone, called an agent. The deal closed six months ago and nothing had happened on the property. They didn't move in. And so I kept driving. I knew the property well. And I was like, are these guys building? What are they doing? Yes, they are. And I was like, well, tell me a make me move number. My people would blade the house. They'd be buying it for lot value and go from there. And she called me back. They bumped it 200 grand in five months. And my buyer was like, that's the lot I want. I'll pay it. I made 200,000 bucks in five months. It was a no brainer, but at least you're, and here's the other thing I think people lose sight of uh, agents in our industry lose sight of. If you're out doing activities like this, right? If you go knock, guess what? One to five doors a day. You don't have to knock 50 doors a day, eight hours a day. Just add in a little something fresh and new to your business. Go start the conversation. See if there's some people get your business card out there. It may turn into a referral. All of a sudden, what happens is now you're adding value in a real sticky sense, right? So if I get a new buyer opportunity, like, hey, my buddy's a buyer's broker and I want to work with him or, you know, my sister's a listing agent. I'm considering work with her. It's like, let me tell you a few things I've added into my business recently that most aren't doing. We just, I started my rant by saying people don't want a cold call. They don't want a door knock. They don't want to go make contact in the business. And if I'm like, hey, well, you know, I've been calling um, agents who had canceled expired listings, see if they could bridge the gap on some inventory. I've been door knocking one to five doors a day just to add it to my quiver so that I can be finding things for you while you're frankly looking on Zillow. At the end of the day, if we've lost sight of the fact that our, our clients are on their mobile device shopping and that we're going to be the one that find their home hundred percent of the time, we're delusional. Yep. So while they're on their mobile device doing that, we've got to go add value by finding things they can't. And it's by way of making some calls, take, finding some leads, building some business to business networks of people that you can get referral, uh, referral leads from, um, uh, calling other brokers who've lost uh, or agents who've lost uh, recent listings and anything else you can do along the way. There's a couple of little quick nuggets, uh, you know, of things you can do. And at least now you're not lying about the story of having off-market property, which so many of our colleagues are. I have off-market property because they have, you know, top agent network, which is, by the way, can be a good resource for people. But it's like, if we all have top agent network, then and not everyone does, then we're really still not adding value. It's what can I find that others can't so I can bring a value to the marketplace. And at the end of the day, when we talk about commission compression, which has been another topic that yeah. has been happening in the marketplace, oh God, yeah. you know, we get paid in direct correlation with the value we provide. 
So if I'm out doing those things and I can show tangible proof that I'm out doing them, did I increase my compensation because yeah, I'm yep. providing more value than the person there down the street? Be, there won't be a problem so, collecting it. There you go. That's just, there's a Dude, couple of those, couple love those nuggets. Love the, yeah. the not expired to the homeowner, but to the, to the agent. Yeah. That is the really fastest cool. line. Absolutely. And really a lack cool. of inventory. I mean, you, 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 you never know. And you know, I had that same problem by the way, with when I first got into this industry, I don't know if you remember Mark way back in the day, but I never liked to think for whatever reason that I was in the sales business either. And then you just have to wake up and, you know, cause I don't, I don't know if I just, again, we have these perceptions of these things that we think about when we're, when we're, you know, growing up or whatever it is. And like, I kind of thought the same thing. Oh, I just, I don't want to be that cheesy sales salesperson, but you know, that's the thing is like, we are not ever going to recommend that you hard sell somebody no. in a property or try to convince them to buy something that they don't want to buy or that they can do this and they can do that. Like that to me is what is what I kind of correlate mentally with the cheesy salesperson, yeah, right? Sales That's not what, what we're, we're saying trying. to do, yeah. but to understand that this is a sales business and as many, you've heard us say the line a hundred times, as many people as you can get into a relationship with. And then how do you move that, that needle from a relationship to professional trust, yeah. you know, with those individuals? That part, understanding the sales cycle, understanding the process, understanding the psychology and everything that goes along with it, right? That is the sales. A hundred percent. And you said it. I, I I always say, you know, I've, I often have these conversations about being the hardcore, pushy, you know, cheesy salesperson. Nobody wants that. Listen to yourself. You're like, I don't want to be that. Right. No problem. But you are in sales. So what do you want to be? Yep. I want to be a trusted source. I want to be knowledgeable. I want to be perceived as creative. I want to be professional. I how want do to be, you convey that? Then go do that right. and, and convey it. it. Yeah, how do you convey it? Right. That's it. Right. That's yep. all you got to be. And by the way, yep. I, we talked about this on, on one of our uh, past uh, uh, sessions together was a great salesperson is the person who asks questions, listens, and then serves to the need of the client. That's yep. a great salesperson. That's, that's so sales really what you're doing when you're door knocking or cold calling is all you have to do is just get them past the point of that first objection so guard. that you can be yourself. Yep. That's really yep. all that it to is. Constantly in your need. head, heart, and soul coming yep. from a place of adding value and Period. being a need in whatever we're doing. You got it. Online, offline, in person, off, whatever it may be. Yep. You know, if you come from that place that you're truly trying to fill a void, like you said, fill a void, be a, of service, and ultimately add value for them, then you're, you're not selling. That's right? exactly right. And going back to in, in all of these uh, areas, look, I was hardcore in my sales from the amount of sales that I did. I did knock 20 to 50 doors a day for three, almost four years, um, pre-foreclosure 2006, seven, eight, nine time. And in those days I had to fall in love with, I, th I'll share with you, Jeremy, what I did was at that time, I didn't want to be the cheesy salesperson either. And how I convinced myself to do the action was I said, these sharky wholesalers, this was my own thing. Not all wholesalers are sharks are out, are, are out in, in my thing was if the seller doesn't choose me, they're going to get taken advantage of. I'm going to take care of them, right? So that was my thing was like, look, I've got to go fight my way to win this situation for the seller of the home. Otherwise, they're gonna, I had to protect them. That was my way of having myself ready to make the, the sales activity that day. When calling the cross agent, I want, I want everyone to hear the intangibles that come with this activity by flipping the script on what grindy sales is. If you go and you call an agent who lost a listing and they end up getting a commission from that lost listing because you brought a buyer, what does that do for your reputation in the business? 
right? All of a sudden now it's like, man, you want to do a deal or you want to find somebody who honors their word. You go talk to that person who just made me a fee. And then if you're out knocking doors, the thing that I want to do is become like the Angie's list of Arcadia, that kind of thing where it was like, I had my, you know, my long list of, uh, you know, moving companies and plumber, electrician, roofer, GC, all those people. So when either I was doing open houses or knocking doors, be like, Hey, if you ever need anything like an attorney, a general contractor, a CPA, be like, really? Actually, I do need a plumber. Do you have someone now I'm adding value? Just source of knowledge. That's it. So add value first. Like here's a plumber, by the way, here's my business card. You need anything else? Give me a shout sometime in the next one to five years, I'm going to hear from that person by way of referral or direct business. So you got to go out and make contact. It's Mark. called yeah. human Mark. connection. <laughs> Do Mark. It, Mark. Come on, Mark. Getting human connection, <laughs> yeah. human resource yep. business. That's it. There it is. Love it. Good stuff. Yep. Cruising. Hey guys, Thanks, guys. Been a great day. Great week. You guys enjoy the weekend. Go out there and hustle, make some contacts. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, for a day or two. Mr. Brian North, thanks to our sponsors, VIP Mortgage Alliance, Property Inspections, and to the furry little animal behind the glass. (laughs) (laughs) See ya! (laughs) Bye, guys. Later.